Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, an infant formula company on a mission to get a lot closer to the most super, super food on the planet, breast milk. Our patented protein blend has more of the important and most abundant proteins actually found in breast milk. We're the first and only U.S.-made formula to use organic, grass-fed whole milk, not skim. We even conducted the largest clinical trial by a new infant formula company in a quarter century with clinically proven benefits like easier digestion, less spit-up, and softer poops versus a leading infant formula. And we make our own formula in the USA and our very own factories in Iowa, Oregon, and Pennsylvania. Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to NS9 Post Game Show on Pittsburgh Baseball Now. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Tyler. <sighs> we, got a, we got a Pirates loss today to talk about, Tyler. But it was, it was five to three. Um, it was a lot of doom and gloom early on, which we'll talk about. But there was a little bit of a saving grace. It was, it was a five to three game, I guess, theoretically. At the end, there was a chance. But let's talk. It was a Mitch Keller start. Um, I guess let me start with this. I went on this morning, you know, I was feeling woke up feeling dangerous. And I was like, let me put out some Mitch Keller stats. Let me show how good he's been. 20 among since he came into rotation, May 31st, right? I know he's started throwing the two seamer in the bullpen a little bit, but since he entered the actual rotation on May 31st, among qualified pitchers in that time span, 29th MLB in ERA, 29th in MLB in FIP. Just doing really, really good. I talk about how. The first five starts, he gave up 18 walks, but the next seven, only eight. Very encouraging stuff. Tyler, talk to us about Mitch Keller tonight. Um, that sniffle said it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just put it this way. I sat down to watch the Pirates tonight. The first two pitches that came out of Mitch Keller's hand were 91 miles an hour. I immediately tweeted something is wrong with Mitch Keller. I'm a dumbass sitting on a bar stool, half paying attention, just look up, see 9191, notice something's wrong. So you're telling me he went through an entire bullpen session. They watched him throw that entire first inning, let him go back out for a second inning, brought the trainer out to check on him, let him finish the inning, then pulled him, and now he's probably going on the I.L., which, once again, tweeted out after like his first batter that he's probably going on the I.L. after this game. They let him go out there for two innings. Now the reports are that he's got shoulder fatigue. God only knows how long he's going to be out because a shoulder's nothing to play with. This organization is an absolute shit show, 
And whoever allowed him to go out there and pitch today should be fired. That's a fireable offense to let him go out there and pitch. I don't care if he was just tight. You don't let him go out there and pitch if he can only hit 91. That's just asking for anything to go wrong. Right. It it wasn't pleasant, man. It wasn't pleasant. We saw the first inning he gave up the hit, then two walks, bases loaded, no outs. You know, and it's, again, like I was talking about, I mean, it's eight walks and seven seven starts he had. And he's got two without even an out in today's start. I mean, the command was not there. The velocity wasn't there. You're getting nervous. You're getting worried. What's going on? He comes out the second inning. The velocity is even lower now at this point. And... Like I, from Mitch Keller's standpoint, like he wanted to be in the game. I mean, I get it. You're a competitor, and actually, again, like this is some of the things that we are happy to see from Mitch Keller this year. Like the will, the want, the desire to be on that mound to do stuff. So, like, part of me is like, well, yeah, I guess, like, I get that from him. But like, again, you're the coach, you're the manager, you're the guys responsible for this guy, for this team, for this organization. And the fact that, like, twice they just let him continue. They just risked really screwing up next year by letting him continue to pitch. If something would have, and it still could have, if something would have gone wrong there, you lose them all next year because you just wanted to let him gut it out for two innings because nobody wanted to be the adult in the room. It's embarrassing. We've seen guys get scratched with neck stiffness. Yeah. And this guy can't command anything. He can't throw a breaking ball for a strike. His velo's down seven miles an hour. He has no break on anything. Ah, Let's just see what happens. Maybe he'll work out of it. Stupid. So, not that there's an excuse for any team in any standings or whatever, unless maybe it's, you know, game seven in the playoffs or something like that, but... This is an organization that's not out there to win. And then clearly they're not. You know why I know that? Because there's a Josh Van Meter on the team and a guy named Kevin Padlow. I had to look up the name of his first name because I forgot again. <laughs> Basically, there's Josh Van Meter and Josh Van Meter 2.0 on this team. And that tells you alone, like, they're not here to compete. There's no desire to win. This isn't about building a winning culture either. So when you're in a season that wins don't matter, and it's all about the development, and it's all about to the future, why are you going to potentially hinder what is in front of you that you are looking forward to by continuing to throw Mitch Keller doing what he's doing? Because... It's what you're saying. If he's out for any reason because of this for next season, there's not somebody fired for this. We talk about accountability with this organization time after time again as well. This team was described as a team of nothingness tonight. A hodgepodge of nothingness. A hodgepodge of nothingness. Yeah. I had a tweet ready to go with bases loaded. And Ben Gamble ruined that for me. But I'm glad he did. I don't understand how he can go through his bullpen session, though. They watch that, and nobody at least raises an eyebrow. That's pathetic. 
Right. I'm with you. I'm with and they you. allowed and, him to go out there and throw two innings. And then go back to this. Connor Williams wins says there's about 23 and three fourths fireball offenses tonight. Uh, there was quite a few. We'll get to them. We'll, we'll get to them. But this is the main one that's very concerning, not just because it's in-game stuff, not because it's management, but this is potential career trajectory. I mean, how many times have we talked like Mitch Keller becoming a good pitcher changes so much for this rebuild because this season we're pretty much writing him off and you're looking into the future like it's all on Priester. Like he has to be good. The young guys coming up like have to be good. You're going to have to find these free agents. Like Mitch Keller becoming a good pitcher changes and helps a lot of things. And if by chance he's not here because of some type of injury that you allowed him to keep pitching for, I mean, come on. How, how's Ben Charrington not looking at saying you're fired right now on the spot? And I don't want to make it sound like it, we're just worried about Mitch Keller in the future. That's a big worry here. I don't care if it was Zach Thompson, though. If his velocity's down and he can't do anything, you pull him out of the game. It's just what you do. You don't let a guy go hurt himself more. Right. You're the coach. Be the coach. Right. right. You don't let a guy blow his arm out. So Keller does by himself, right? I mean, he he had the will to go, and they allow him to. He goes does go two innings, four earned runs, five in total. One wasn't charged. Three walks, five hits. Did have a strikeout, and again, he just he did not look good at all. I mean, they were just getting contact on him. He was while he was all over the place. He just did not look good. But of course, he didn't look good because his stuff wasn't there. He wasn't good because he was injured. So it's I I know I think we talked about you mentioned it a little bit but yeah shoulder fatigue he's deemed right now day to day like the one thing I said like it's we'll have to learn more of it right but initially right now shoulder fatigue there's concerns of course but maybe and hopefully it's not all do you know gloom and doom at this point I'm gonna be honest with you I'd probably shut him down the rest of the year I there's no point. There's a month and a half left in this season. Yeah. Ronzi comes back tomorrow. Put him on the I.O. tomorrow. He's already thrown. He's hit his career high already. At um, least major league wise. I can look that up real quick. I mean, he's exactly. thrown 125 ish innings. After last year, he didn't throw that many year before 2020. So he he did hit it. So tonight he threw he's got 114.1 his career high was last year at 112.1. Okay, so Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. That was this year as well. <laughs> okay. It was last year though as well, 100.2. Okay. I'd be okay just shutting him down. Month and a half left is getting another if he goes on the IL, is getting another three starts out of him worth it? Three, four starts? No. I just call it a year for him. Good job. We found something. Let's just get ready for next year, please. Which is so disappointing, too. Because with the success he has had so far this year, I would have loved to have seen him continue and like and truly end the year on a good note. Not like this. No. And it didn't have to end like this. It could have, but pro you know it what I mean? Could have, probably not. Right. You could have maybe just skipped a start here. Giving him some time off. Maybe things right. go differently. Instead, we had to watch him suffer through two innings of some very painful pitching. Right. 
and it was painful. I mean, it was hard to watch. It was really hard to watch. Yeah. Um, but I did want to get into that as well. So, like, what are the repercussions, you know, with this? If he does go down for a bit of time, at least there's talks. It's been confirmed. Like, Jason Mackey through sources. Ronzi is coming back up. Uh, we don't know when exactly it is going to be that he's going to, like, come back into the rotation. Um, Jim alluded, like, Tyler Beattie starts on Friday, I believe it was. And therefore, I think Ronzi's starting tomorrow. We'll find out. But what I'll say this is for those, and Jim, I know you mentioned this. If, if you thought he might just take BD's spot, BD's needed again. <laughs> so that's not it. BD's staying in this rotation at this point in time because Ronzi kind of comes up and takes Mitch Keller's spot, and you still need BD. So I think that's what you're going to see right now. I, I guess it kind of just throw a wrench in some stuff. I I prefer to see Ronzi tomorrow just because I don't I don't want to watch another bullpen game. Well, I, I think let's let me see who the schedule there, is tomorrow for tomorrow. Nobody because it was like all laid out already. It was TBA yeah. or oh you know never mind it, it is scheduled for Ronzi Contreras. I was gonna say Ronzi is supposed to start tomorrow from what I remember. Well then, never mind. So that is done and sealed deal. Rudy but I, but you never know with Keller's injury if anything changes. But I doubt it. True. But regardless, just to state though, you know, I guess there was talks and thoughts that you know he might take Beatty's spot in the rotation, obviously. But now it's certainly Keller. Or um, gotta just pick a spot and take it. <laughs> but yeah, so in today's game again, Keller's out. We'll give you more information when we know which is probably gonna be when you find out as well anyways um but let's talk about the rest of the game so this is the thing that hurts too you know because of the way they they lacked their incompetencies right and taking keller out and he does give up the five runs the bullpen like the guys that came back in chase the young for sure especially they, they did the job they shut down this red sox team so after keller no runs yeah, I'm, I mean, that's probably the positive of the day is that the bullpen was good. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> hey, Whatever. Chase DeYoung, though, four innings, four no hits, one walk, of course, just one strikeout. But, I mean, just one batter allowed against the Red Sox who were hitting all over the place against Mitch Keller. I mean, he shut them down. Big, big part on Chase DeYoung. Filling the eating the innings that were needed, doing a very quality job at it. Uh, and then ultimately, again, as I say, kept the team in the game because they did score three eventually and and whatnot. But hey, Austin Bryce, who also came up, which we don't have any faith in at all. But regardless, he also does his job. Two innings pitched, a strikeout. And then Manny Benuelos comes in the end, one inning, three strikeouts. I kind of want to talk about him a little bit. I know we're not hopeful for his future. We're, we're not looking at him like a big part. But Tyler, he's when you take out his first appearance, right? When he, the Pirates got him, is that night you and Jim did the post show? I remember that clearly. It was that Yankees game when everyone gave up, you know, 12, 12 runs, I feel like. Um, he gave up the five earned, right? Since then, he's been really good. Coming into this 12 innings, 0.75 ERA is like a 2.2 FIP in that time. And again, tonight, three strikeouts at an inning. You know, he's actually been pretty good. 
He has. Um, I was very, 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 very not intrigued by him. Take off a couple varies on there. It's kind of where I'm at now. Still not intrigued. That's fair. He'll, he'll fight for a spot on the roster next year. He's earned that. And we'll see what happens with it. You can never have enough lefty relievers. I mean, and he's not a lefty reliever that's getting by as a loogie. His stuff's okay. He's he could be a piece in a bullpen that's not a high leverage guy that you can just count on to hopefully get some outs here and there and not embarrass the team. You need those guys. What you need and what this team needs. Yes. Desperately. The problem is that all the guys that you hope don't embarrass you are in the high leverage spots (laughs) because they have nothing left. Uh, Which is just, just, but it was one of those, it was because this is a bullpen that was improving too. Yeah, and but it was really one of those weird games where the starter goes down with an injury, and then it seems like it always happens where the bullpen just shuts them down, no matter what. And and actually, like, you think of the reverse when the Pirates, the Bowen Brewers game, right? I forget who it was that went out. I think very first inning, and then the Brewers just shut down the Pirates mm-hmm. the entire game. So yeah, it could have been a bit of that. Um, I get that. And going well, back the, to the Marlins. Uh, Lefty. Top prospect. Oh, yeah, Max Meyer. That's right. Yeah. I forgot. He went down, too. Yes. Eric. Yeah. And then they definitely shut the Pirates down, too. Yeah. It just <laughs> seems like it happens often. Right. What I was going to get to is, I mean, we've definitely talked about Manny Benuelos in the sense of, like, he's, he's like, escaped. You know, he's left an outing yeah. where didn't look good, but the results were there. And we've talked about that for, you know, some different Pirates, of course, as well. But, I mean, again, credit where credit's due. The numbers have definitely been there. You know, tonight, no difference. I mean, he looked really good tonight. He's been spotty where he's looked good, hasn't looked good, but the results have been there. But, again, he's he's definitely performed for the Pirates since coming over, minus that Yankee five-earned-run performance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, if you look at the problems of the Pirates, he is very far from the bottom. That's true. You know who else is very far from the problem? For again, like giving credit where credit is due, Chase DeYoung, like he has been pretty, pretty good this year. And again, tonight's was no different. Yeah, he's a raindrop dancer for sure. Uh, but he's getting outs. I mean, he's kind of a fireman kind of role. Another guy you need in the bullpen, like you said, far from the problem with this team. Not a guy you really look forward to in the future, but he's a guy you need right now. Right. He's He would have been a guy that they probably could have looked to trade. Probably <laughs> could have fetched something rather than being a throw-in in a trade. But You mean like how they did Austin Davis? Yeah. Who... Gave up those three earned runs tonight that got the Pirates, yeah, exactly. Michael Chavis. Who, yeah. Michael Chavis, who didn't get the hit because Josh Van Meter got the hit instead. Yeah. Who, you know, makes O'Neill Cruz go to left field. Because <laughs> <laughs> the world revolves around Josh Van Meter and his inabilities. <laughs> oh my God, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I quit. How much longer do I have to talk about this damn team? Um, I don't know, man. 
I don't know. At least Is... till the first week of October. Oh dear lord. I need a I need a vacation. I need a gym schedule. I know, like, right? I need, I need to put in PTO days like he does. We all need gym schedule. Just not up here. But yeah. All right. So, but again, going back to Chase DeYoung, it, it, like that's a guy too. I feel like he's on the extreme. And like you said, dance with the raindrops. It's like the number support. And he's had like a large enough sample size this year that there's a lot of innings, you know, and I guess after today, 46.1 innings pitch. It's not as if it's like just 20 or just 12, like Ben Walos, you know, with the Pirates or something. If it's 46.1, it's a 2.33 ERA. But the guy still doesn't really strike out a whole lot, as shown today, just the one strikeout in the four innings. He does walk more than you like, especially with the strikeouts. Like he's got a 4.47 fit. It's just, he's not thrilling. He's not exciting. He's not something you think would be doing this, but he is doing it. He's going so, full Jim Mark Gomez. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 285 ERA with like a four and a half fit. Right. Like 70 innings. For sure. But he's doing it. He's doing it. And that's the thing too. Like he's not even like a ground ball pitcher. Like no. a 30% ground ball rate. It's, it's, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's crazy what he's doing. But it's happening. It's 2.33 ERA. Shuts down the Red Sox tonight for four innings. Just completely shuts him out. Yeah, I mean. All right. He's been fine. Let's move over from the shitty shitty to the shitty shitty shitty. Which that is was the our offense. positive talk of the day. That was our positive. Because now it's on the offense, which is just a disgrace. Mm-hmm. As it was described tonight, a hodgepodge of no names or nothingness. Marcano, Newman, Reynolds, Granite, Reynolds, right? Gamble, Padlo, Cruz, Castro, Madrid. I keep thinking of Pavlov. <laughs> oh, man. It's, again, Van Meter is one that comes in to pinch hit. Then there's Greg Allen who comes in to pitch hit. And just, man. But again, we understand that Derek Shelton, this whole coaching staff has been given these guys. You can't really blame the Pirates for losing like on Shelton, right? But there's things that they do that you certainly can't, you can. And like maybe penciling in Padlo. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's looking at the computer to remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> the guy sucks so hard. Tony's Josh Famer 2.0. You, you pencil him for fifth, the fifth in the lineup. But here's the thing too. I heard on the broadcast tonight and that really irritated me. They talked to Shelton about him and or he's been on fire in AAA because, like, in 12 plate appearances for the first time like in his life, he has eight hits. Right. So, not only is he starting tonight, Shelton has already said he's going to be starting tomorrow as well. So, this guy's earned two back to back starts for being nothing and doing nothing for an organization that if you're going to earn your stuff here and if you earn your things, we will reward you. So, Josh Vanman, who's earned all of his accolades this year, Josh Mayer 2.0 comes into organization now, gets his first start, already given his second start, who goes, of course, over three tonight. He's batting cleanup. I'm sorry, fifth. It would be really weird if they had a major league caliber hitter, maybe a guy that has shown to this point he's a league average hitter just hanging out in AAA. 
Are you talking of maybe the guy who, if we're talking about shoulder stuff, right, theme tonight, who might have had a shoulder injury? No, but he's another one. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. My bad. Are you talking about? Oh, you're talking about who actually has MLB league average stuff right yeah, now? Yeah, the like guy that's Jack like actually a league average MLB hitter based upon what he's done to this point. Yeah, not the yeah. guy that like has been a negative way to run created plus guy in his like twelve plate appearances. That apparently that's a big sample size. I have a legit question for you. Yeah, because I I I brought this up when it very first happened, and I was a little bit facetious on it for one, and it wasn't like something I was gonna like. You know, die on the hill for, but I just mentioned something and it got shut down pretty quickly because of what he is. You know, like long term, do you really worry about him as a corner outfielder? Do you think they're playing Super Two game with Jack Sawinski now, too? Is he going to be back in Pittsburgh this year? I don't know. Like, I don't know what they're doing. Okay. Like, I, I can't. Im- <laughs> I can't imagine that they would be dumb enough to m- worry about Super 2 with him. And, and that that's where we're going. When I first, I remember I brought this up. And I didn't hammer it too much because of just what you're saying. It, it makes sense. I couldn't imagine that. But I don't want to think they're that stupid. I would prefer to think they are stupid because they would rather see Padlo, Pavlov. Pavlov? We're calling him Pavlov. To... Yeah, him. If it's the, darking, oh, the barking go- what, dog guy. What uh I forget now. We were calling Chavis something. Oh, Chavis. Chavis. Yeah, Chavis. Yeah, if he's Chavis, then this guy's Pavlov. Yeah, though. He's just gonna be the barking dog. I prefer in my head to think they would just they think there's something there with him. Not that they're dumb enough to think. So Winsky will hurt them super two wise. I'd rather him just be ignorant than be like stupid and like whatever we want to call him that's show appropriate. All right, Jim Falling gets a funny comment for the first time in his life. So Jim <laughs> says, call him Pavlov because every time he's in the lineup, the opposing pitcher salivates. <laughs> Yeah, that's about right. Um, but anyways, so this lineup, just a hodgepodge of nothingness. You can't even argue that. You can't. That's nope. just the thing. Like, I know the Pirates are the blunt of every joke, it seems, anymore. But you can't argue it. You can't argue it. And here we go. So we're talking about fireball my, offenses. But right? my favorite part of that argument was that he mentioned they were just in Kansas City. And they were a bunch of young guys. Correct. That looked like there was a future there. This is just a shithole. And please tell me they have a good farm system. We don't even know that. We don't. There's certainly hope. There's definitely pieces, but that can change. A la like Nick Gonzalez. We don't even know what he's going to be at this point in time. You know, and that's what we're getting at. Two years from now, we could have different opinions on a lot of these guys. and, And here we are. So, but regardless, we'll move past that. But you are correct. You know, there's a thing right. there is at least the difference is Kansas City's bad. But you see a future. Like there's intriguing things. There's talented pieces there, right? Like, like put it to Ono Cruz again. You know, he's not performing well either. Nope. But there's peace. There's some there's something there. And I'm going to watch it. And 
honestly, again, even though they're not performing, if you gave me eight O'Neill Cruises in this lineup, I'm intrigued. I want to see this because it's going to be interesting. So I'm going to be honest right now. Gala. Yes. If they send O'Neill Cruz down for a little bit, I don't know if I could argue it. I didn't want to have that conversation <laughs> because there's a lot of talk today when Pavlov was announced that he was in the locker room. Is O'Neill Cruz going to be the, the call? And of course, Brian Hayes won the IL, and that was the call. I'm not going to say anything right now. Okay. But it's it's certainly hard to argue. Does he need to learn against major league pitchers? Yes. But I could I can make an argument, and maybe Pavlov can as well, that mentally, maybe just getting away for a moment and then coming back might not be the worst thing. That's where I'll maybe, leave it at. Maybe there's a better hitting coach there. Well, that part too. <laughs> But let's move on because I don't want to go down that path right now. Um, what were we? T- oh, so again, talking about things. So, like the one person that's not a hodgepodge of nothingness in this lineup is Brian Reynolds. Okay. Yeah. Now, what I wanted to say is, yes, he did go over three tonight. Two strikeouts. The second strikeout was horrendous, and what I mean by that is, it was a full count, and it was clearly a ball, but like four inches, and it got rung up. Terrible call by the ump. But you know, like. Things happen. Like, I'm not the type to say the ump blew the game, you know, like some of their counts and whatever. Blames and goes wild on the umps. Things happen, and it usually swings both ways, too. But that was a bad call. The thing is, he got rung up again on a questionable call, which wasn't as questionable, but it was still a questionable call. And he let the ump have it. We're seeing that more from Brian Reynolds lately. He is getting pissed. (laughs) I... Don't remember exactly when it was, but he chucked his stuff today. Very recently, no. I, I feel like did he do it in the Brewer series? I don't it know. Might have been the Brewer. He's series. been getting very. He feisty. has been more animated than ever, and yes. you can see the frustrations starting to build with him. Here's my thing. First time he's been ejected, he's pissed off. It's a big moment. It's a big moment in that game too, and not that Gamble didn't do the big thing is his time up and hit that double that drew in the three runs, right? Big at bat for Ben Gamble, by the way, not take any from him. Huge at bat for Ben Gamble. But Derek Shelton, man, come on. Come on, man. You, you came out and then what? Just tucked, like I, I put out there and posted, I was like, he, he came out, give the ump a pat on the back and said, let's have a cold one after the game. Like, when are you, you going? Get when are you going to like have your back? We, we back Shelton for being the player's guy, which probably means a lot more than the in-game managing and such, right? But like, man, when are you going to have your guys back? When are you going to go out there and get ejected too? Yeah, you got to get tossed there. You have to. But also, just to go back to Reynolds, we saw it a lot, I think, with McCutcheon, a guy that didn't, he just didn't argue with umpires. And he would get the short end of a lot of calls that he probably should have got being a very good major leaguer. So every now and then it might not be a bad idea to just lose your mind on an ump. Just a little food for thought there. Yeah, I'm with you. And by the way, um, so this comment here, thought back in shelter. I mean, and again, like we're, we're not. I, Rewind the show. Give credit where credit's due. 
we do say that I feel like he has a good player's relationship. Something that Hurdle succeeded at too. There was a lot of questionable things that Hurdle did, but that was his better attributes. I don't want Shelton Nero winning team. But again, let's make that clear as day right now. I'm just <laughs> sorry. I just joined. I'm like, yeah, I understand. understand. But again, like that is something that I feel like is one of his better qualities. But this is where he fails at that. Like if he has these great player relations and all this, like he needs to be out there backing his players. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you, he fails to do that. Tossed. He doesn't like he he's afraid to get tossed. I feel. And by the way, I mean, whether it's Shelton or whoever's the next in line to take over, they decide. I mean, the end game is going to be terrible regardless. So yeah. it's not like we need Shelton to save the day. It's almost like he is trying very hard to have the umpires respect and not go at them. And he's just, you know, trying to go the opposite of the like Earl Weaver that's always going to be on you. <laughs> right. Right, he's right. Trying to go completely in the opposite direction. Jim brought up a great point. Same with Holderman. He needed yep. to bust his ass out there. As soon as that ump showed him up, you got to be out there. Right. We are seeing a lot of that lately. Yep. You talk about the respect for the umps, and I get that too, but like respect from your team. Yeah. You you can't That's be buddy one. buddy. That's number one. All right. Um, moving forward from that. 32 minutes, Tyler. We could talk for 30 more, I believe. So, oh, yeah. I guess, I mean, you brought up, we'll say, Ono Cruz again, over four, two strikeouts today. Just looked awful once again at the plate. Man. Awful. He's just not swinging at good pitches. And swinging all the bad ones. He's, it, I mean, it's the same thing we've been saying since like week two of him being up. He gets him way too many two-strike counts. Mm -hmm. He's not being aggressive enough, and that's who he is. He's an aggressive hitter. Be aggressive. I don't know be, where... Be aggressive. <laughs> like, there's some disconnect going on here. And I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's him being in his own head. Something's got... But if it's him in his own head, the coaching's got to come in. Something's got to happen here. He's got to start swinging... Perfect example. He watched a 2-0 fastball right down the middle. You cannot do that. Especially in a slump. Right. Think fastball, hit fastball. Yep. Saw strike two pretty much go right. No, I'm going to say right down the middle. It was, it was in. It was in. But strike two came. And you could tell he was just predetermined. He was swinging the next pitch. And he had to have been. Because that next pitch was about two feet in front of the plate that he swung at for strike three late. In, it was the ninth inning. He was the yeah, first out in the ninth, ninth inning, right? But his first at bat, it was 2-0. He watched a fastball right, right. down the middle. Right. Yeah, and, right. And again, on top of the last one here too, like he, the, he swung. Inside corner. Just it, wasn't, it wasn't the pitch you're talking of, but it was certainly a pitch about. you could have swung at, and he didn't. And then he just – so again, like he's, he's watching good pitches go by, and he's swinging at the terrible ones. He's and, watching fastballs. You can't watch fastballs. Oh, you gotta hunt those, my guy. Like, I want. I know I'm gonna sit here and say that they're smart. Like they're all smarter than me. Their coaches are smarter than me. But they also just let a guy today go out there and throw that was obviously injured. So maybe they're not. I have nothing. 
<laughs> that's that's where I'm at with that comment. I have nothing. Um, yeah. So I, I, I again, I have nothing really much more to talk about this offense. Again, it was bad. There was one hit up until Jason Delay got the second hit, which I said. And again, Jason Delay, who's actually having a, a, a decent season. It was pitch hit for Josh Van Meter also the other night. He comes through and gets the second hit for the Pirates. You know, starts off that rally. Uh, the Pirates ended up with four, two from Ben Gamble. One, of course, that big clutch double got all the runs. Um, and then Newman was the other one who got a hit. And, and that was it. Four walks, four hits, nine strikeouts. Like this, this offense is just anemic. The, Jim, Jim brought up. Last week or week four, like it, it's it's all in Reynolds and O'Neill Cruz basically. And here's the thing lately it ain't O'Neill Cruz either. So it's Reynolds. And if it's just one guy like Reynolds and he's getting tossed out on bad calls, and your your manager don't have his back, <laughs> here's where we are. It's a hodgepodge of nothingness. This might have been the darkest day of the season. Everything combined. I'll reserve judgment on that based to, on the Mitch Keller news. <laughs> to this point, Tadardo, today, we saw Pavlov hit fifth. <laughs> Brian Reynolds get tossed. O'Neill Cruz looked terrible. Mitch Keller throw with an injury. O'Neill Cruz then get put in left field so that Josh Van Meter could play. <laughs> Okay, you, you kind of have me there now. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I just feel like it's the 2022 parts. There's this is, a lot of moments to choose from. You know what I mean? But, it, but so if you like, want to like show the 2022 Pirates, just put this game on. They tried to come back at some point. They didn't. You know what? This does pretty much embody the 2022 Pirates. That's a good point because you have the hodgepodge of nothingness. You have the inabilities of the coaching staff, you know, the injury related to Keller and, and the fact too, like you're saying, like they did come back going back to you, Mark, how like, this is the one thing we talked about with Shelton. It feels like he has the guys in the game. Like th th they don't quit, you know? And like another example, like it was five, nothing end up being five, three. Was it a loss? Of course it was. But there was some late inning heroics by somebody, you know, to, to, kind of come back into the game. This is an embodiment of the 2022 Pirates. It was an L. There was some some highlight and a lot of terrible things that happened. And Josh Famier was in the game. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Just bring back Yoshi and call it a day. Uh, he's with Toronto now. Jeez. If you told me that... It August 16th, Josh Van Meter would still be getting at bats on this team. Listen, I man. probably would have declined doing a post-game show every night. If I, you would have told I, me I this. don't know how he made it to May. I really don't. I really don't. It was just the easiest decision that you know, Josh gonna Van fun. Meter is going to be the first on the chopping block when rosters cut down. I'm going to make it a goal of mine. Once he has finally gone off this team, I'm going to make a compilation of all of uh, just every podcast of us trashing him. Jesse Karn says pinch hitting Van Meter is quitting. It is, but that's on the coaching part, 
not the player part. The players don't quit. I will give them that. <laughs> it's like when you're down 10 runs in a high school game and the bases are loaded and you just want to go home. So you right. put the freshman in that's never played before. There you go. I've yep. done that. <laughs> just want to go home. Speaking of wanting to go home, it's been 40 minutes. We've talked about this Pirates team for way Why too long do we today. I, I really just can't wait to the day that Josh Van Meter's gone and that I can make that compilation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it ain't happening this year. We don't even know about next year yet. The day it Anyways, happens, we're going to have a lot of film to go through. Listen, everyone that's still watching this, I'm sorry for you. Get some help. Where's that Michael Jordan? G- get some help. Stop it. Get some help. Do something different. But listen, we do appreciate you watching. Um, I don't know why we do this either. So we definitely need some help also. But honestly, I am sorry to everybody that this just turns into a self-loathing session every night. <laughs> it's listen. <laughs> we got Pavlov on the team. This has been our therapy. You know, like now we actually have actual like psychologists with the team. Maybe we'll do some things differently. I honestly feel bad that it's just an airing of Tyler's grievances about the Pittsburgh Pirates every single night. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Tomorrow we're going to be angry. (laughs) We're going to be upset. There's going to be some stupid things that happen. The Pirates will probably lose, but it's Rowan's day, guys. So we will be back tomorrow. We will talk about Rowan's Hopefully he's healthy. Hopefully he stays healthy. Hopefully no bad things happen to him. But we'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for watching. Hold on. It's Just remember, it's going to get better. It's not going to be tomorrow. It's not going to be this month. It's not going to be next month. It's probably not going to be next year. Probably not the year after that. Possibly not the year after that, but it will get better. I don't think Travis Williams could say it better. It's going to get better. It's just not coming soon. Can't get worse. That entire like 13 sentence you put out there, that should be the new slogan. Someday it will get better. There you have it, everyone. I might be dead by then. And baseball might just cease to exist, and that's why it's better. Mitch Keller might be healthy as well. We don't know. So we will see you tomorrow, though. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for watching, everyone. Bye-bye. Peace out, Girl Scouts.